Hey, Spit and Chicklets listeners, you can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost my turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Night after night, you're in bed with your, your partner, uh, whether you're your gal or your guy next to you. Everyone's rolling on one side or the other. You're trying to get comfortable. It's always a, an issue. Two people, one bed, and things. someone's always uncomfortable. But until now, we're going to introduce Helix Sleep, where you buy a mattress online that's customized for the both of you for hundreds of dollars instead of thousands of dollars. Go to helixsleep.com, answer a few simple questions based on key preferences, four of them total, and the result will be a custom sleep, pro- sleep profile used to build the most com- comfortable mattress for the both of you. Your mattress will arrive at your door in about a week, and shipping is completely free. For the couples out there who can't seem to agree on what kind of ma- mattress you do want, Helix customizes each side of the mattress, personalized to suit each of your bodies in the way you both like to sleep. Helix customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality. And if a guy like me, as I get older, have a harder time falling asleep and getting a quality six to eight hours, uh, you need a great mattress. You have 100 nights to try it out. And if you don't love it, they'll pick it up for free and give you a free, uh, I'm sorry, I'll give you a full refund. Again, they'll pick it up for free, give you a full refund, no questions asked after a 100-night tryout. That's why everyone from GQ Magazine to Forbes are all talking about Helix Sleep. So go to helixsleep.com slash chicklets to get $50 off your order. Again, that's helixsleep.com slash chicklets to get $50 off your order. That's helixsleep.com slash chicklets, H-E-L-I-X-S-L-E-E-P.com slash chicklets. And chicklets is C-H-I-C-L-E-T-S. Get yourself a good night's sleep. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 37 of what up, what up? Spitting Chicklets, brought to you by Boston Sports. This is Ryan Whitney. Hello, gentlemen. This Mike Grinelli, and we got a very special guest this week from Chumpsford, Mass., and the Buffalo Sabres. We and got Boston University. And Boston University. We got Jack Eichel. Jack, welcome to Spitting Chicklets. Yeah, it's nice to be on the show. We Great. appreciate it so much, you coming on, dude. It's uh, probably, Grinelli, I think we'd agree our biggest guest so far, the face of USA Hockey, the oh, new without stud. Without a doubt. Without so, a doubt. You know, you're living around here all summer. What is the plan? How often are you skating right now, or is it just off ice shit? Uh, right now, I skated a few times last week, and that was kind of the first times I've skated this summer. But uh, I think I'm going to start slowly getting into the skating, you know, a couple times a week and uh, just working out. Is that Foxborough League pretty legit? You're playing that? I, ha- I haven't played in it yet um, just because I haven't been skating, but uh, it usually gets good at the end of the summer. So yeah. I'll usually start, like, August. It gets more uh, fast pace and... For people who don't know, it's just a local league um, where I would say there's probably 20 NHL guys, really yeah. good college players. So I remember that the crowd, when Hannafin and Eichel played against each other, they're like selling out Foxborough fucking rink. I'm like, this is banana land I now. think that they might be charging this year. I'm not sure. I haven't played yet. They but, should. Well, what we were saying was that they should charge 
uh, for all the people that come in, and then at the end of the summer, we'll just donate all the money that we make from it yeah, to a charity. Great idea, exactly. But I don't know what they're doing. I, I know uh, Knicks fans felt pretty good. Or when Kevin they got up Hayes this will morning. take the money. Huh? Yeah. Or Kevin Hayes will take the money yeah. at the end. Uh, <laughs> Knicks fans pretty psyched they get up this morning to find out that uh, Phil Jackson's getting canned. But I'm guessing you probably in a good mood this morning too. Uh, rumors that yes, Connor McDavid's going to be signing for. Eight years at 13 and a quarter mil to 106 million total. We know you aren't going into your last year of your deal. Um, can we just say congratulations? You're going to be really rich. Just, yeah. You're going to be really rich, man. Yeah. I'm really happy I for guess, you. I guess, yeah, as a preemptive congratulations. It. But now are you just going to play this year out, or are you guys going to do any uh, renegotiating beforehand? Or? Uh, I mean, I think that that's probably tough to call right now. Uh, obviously, I think my agent wants to you know, start negotiations with Buffalo. You know, it's a great organization. I think we're heading in the right direction. So uh, the negotiations should start. And, and uh, you know, when, whatever happens with that, it happens. I think that's uh, up to the GM, my agent. And, and uh, I just, you know, I got to go out and play. Right. Now, there were a lot of, after last year, after the uh, coach and GM were like, oh, there were a lot of, a lot of memes that yeah. showed up on the internet. Yeah. called you the, the most powerful guy You're in like Buffalo. You're like the godfather. Yeah. The yeah. godfather of Buffalo. <laughs> it's all bullshit, I mean, everyone. Just take yeah. that with a grain of salt. Just have some laughs. With it yeah, right. yeah. I mean, uh, it was tough to handle for a few days just because... Uh, it's annoying. Yeah, it is. You know, more than anything, it's you just want everyone to know what really happened. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm... You know, what do you know me? I'm probably the last guy that would go in and... This and, is like... Uh, when, it's just tough when yeah. I think the people who knew you read it, they're like... Yeah, this is such a like this is amazing what media can do and what rumors can do. Yeah, because you don't know somebody and you think, all right, well, this guy's somebody that's going to be this prima donna and he's not at all. Um, I know him, but it's just amazing to see how that circled. And I'm just like, fuck a poor kid. Yeah, that was uh, that was the worst part. Just uh, seeing you know one person write it and then all of a sudden it catch on catches on like wildfire and everyone's uh, it's, it's everyone's talking shit. about it. But. Anything you. Feel like you need to clear the air about anything that, or you just kind of like, all right, whatever people are gonna say it, I'm not gonna get. Yeah, I mean, with at it. this point, you know, I'm kind of over it. It's uh, it's in the past. You know, we obviously have a new GM and a new coach, so uh, that's gonna be exciting, though. It is, right? yeah. You know, we get Phil Housley, who's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know, I think, it's I think be that's, awesome. I think it's great. You know, look what he did with Nashville, and uh, I've heard nothing but great things about him, and. You know, Jason Botterill is a guy who, you know, a lot of people credit for the Stanley Cup uh, wins the Pens have had in the last few years and developing all these young guys. I mean, obviously, you have people like Crosby and Malkin. And, uh, but Botterill is a yeah, great guy. He I, was yeah. Where, in Pittsburgh, yeah, he, when I was there. Yeah, he played for assistant a while, yeah. GM. Yeah, he was a great player at Michigan, and he had concussion problems. He had to retire. He would have yeah. played a long time, but I think he's going to be awesome. And he's one of those guys that kind of, instead of maybe being the, being able to be a GM earlier, he waited. He was an assistant GM forever. He figured out how to do it, so I think it's perfect for yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah. Just talking with him, he seems like uh, seems like a great guy. And and he told me I made a really nice sauce pass once, and God. it was like the best compliment. Okay, I Grinelli, throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, how's the ankle doing? We know you had some upper, yeah. upper ankle sprain last last year, which yeah. was a suck injury. But how's yeah. it going now? It's good. Uh, Actually, I skated for the first time with it untaped last week, and feels pretty good. So uh, I'm happy. I mean, it's uh, it's a tough injury, you know. It comes back here and there. But when it just like when you just keep fucking doing, yeah. it, just it's a, a little. What do they call it? Twinge or something? Yeah, a tweak. Tweak, and yeah. it would just. And it's like, oh my god, it just happened again. I saw yeah. a couple times you yeah. came back that yeah. happened. Yeah, I mean, just you come back and you got it all taped up, and you know it can happen the smallest bit during the game, and it, it's uh, it's not fun. It takes a full year, I'd say. Like yeah. it's funny. Like that's finally what, now you're gonna start feeling 100. percent I went through the same. thing. Yeah, that's sucks. what everyone says, but you know it's it's over now. So, so all right. So we want to get to a little earlier part of your life, and 
Grinelli, I think you can attest that you're, you're a little bit of like a local legend. Like a lot of guys aren't usually the best player when they're eight years old and then still the best player at 15 and then 22. So or what are you? Are you 20? 20, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We can't even give him a beer okay, right now. So you can't even. Uh, yeah, we were drinking last episode. You can, So it's just been your whole life. You've been the best player. But did you always like work at it? Did you love hockey growing up? Were you, were you someone obsessed with the game or were you just like really good at it? No, I was definitely obsessed with yeah. it. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, I was obsessed with it. Did you have favorite players? Did you watch ton of NHL? Yeah, I watched it every night, man. I was cr- like, no shit. Yeah, me and me and my dad. Uh, yeah, we were NHL package, two three games a night, watching it every night. If I could uh, tell awesome. a story real quick, when <laughs> me and Jack played in the same uh, organization growing up, you know, uh, he was the water boy. I-, I was essentially the water boy, but this guy's playing years up. And we're at a skills practice one time, and I look at the, this, this 9 or 10-year-old kid. I'm 14, 15 years old. I'm like, how old are you? And the kid's like, 9. I'm like, dude, you are the best kid on the ice right now. Without a doubt, the best kid on the ice. He skated with us at a bunch of pros when you were 13 years old. And I remember like Keith Yandel's there, uh, Keith Coin, local legend, Chelmsford guy. Bunch of pros, and everyone's like, what the fuck? This kid's 13 years old. So I didn't know... like. Was it hard for you? Like, I mean, I'm assuming it was never hard, but you must have had, sh- you know, when you're 12 years old, all the shit talk to you about, about crazy parents. Did you deal with that? Uh, I mean, you deal with it. It's just like youth hockey, you know. There's always crazy, crazy. parents on your team, oh, and it's, it's nuts. Everybody Jump thinks youth, that... Youth uh, must have some lunatics. You know, some, I actually never played youth hockey. I never played oh, really? for Chumpster. I never put a Chumpster jersey on in my life. Wow. That's nuts. Uh, that's Why? Crazy. You Boston Junior Bruins. I played for the Junior Bruins when I was older, and I played for them in the summer. Uh, so I was with the Junior Bruins forever. Uh, okay. But, like, I played for the Huskies for a while. And yeah, uh, that's, that's me. That's me. That's, that's my claim. Dude, they just yeah. bump fest. They yeah. just bump fest. So, are you, are you, so this question all leads up to, like, now being the best, being the best, being one of the best younger players in the league, you're just as hungry as you were before. Like, is that yeah. is that easy to do, or is it, like, is it really hard to not really kind of get complacent where you're at? I think it's yeah no I think it's easier to to stay hungry you know just because you really haven't done anything yet and and uh, you know people like to give you credit for stuff and you know realistically what have I done I've I've uh, played two years and and not really accomplished much so I think uh, there's a lot more that you want to do and and uh, I think that's what keeps you hungry. When you were growing up watching the game with your dad, like you said, well, um, what players did you idolize growing up? I don't want to hear this. This is going to make me feel old. <laughs> you guys younger than I'm me. already old, so. <laughs> no, I remember watching you with uh, like, the oh, Pens. That's Whitney. You played it for you. <laughs> Look at I remember watching with, with pe- the Pens. Um, for me, growing up, uh, you know, Crosby had just broken the league when I was 10 years old, so he was like kind of my number one idol, basically. Yeah, I liked Pavel Burry a lot. He's a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, he was just. Unbelievable! Like so exciting. Yeah, he Huge was, he was amazing. Huge. So I loved Burray. He was he's probably my favorite player of all time. And you know, I started growing up watching Crosby and and uh, when Jumbo Joe was in Boston. Good trade. Um, yeah. Good trade. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what, uh, were you a Bees fan, Bruins fan growing up? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love the Bruins growing up. Yeah, that goes out the window right when they Buffalo call. Yeah, right, right when. Yeah, right when you start playing them four or five times a year, they're uh, they're no longer a team that you like. You hate them. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's easy to hate them now. You're yeah. like, fuck the Bruins. And, I mean, Buffalo. I know there hasn't been much of a rivalry the last few years, but back in the '80s, man, like I mean, Buffalo, Boston, Brad was, May, dude. Prob- yeah, 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 that was yeah, that yeah. was that sweep. I remember my father fucking throwing something at the. I actually the door would shut. And my mom wouldn't let him go watch with them, and he was screaming during that sweep. That was when they were like really hated each other. Yeah, that was well, that was. Basically, that was when the 
Sabres kind of put a, a final nail in the Bruins' coffin. After that, like the Bruins kind of they they hit rock they bottom after. They went to the shitty bear jersey. That but, was basically oh that. god. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. The bear, the bear looks like it's taking a shit. So I know you wear number fifteen. Was that is that uh, in tribute to a particular player or just a number you always liked? Or um, you know, when I got drafted, uh, I had always wore I wore nine at BU. Like nine was my number, and I like and, nine. Uh, you yeah, it was uh, it was taken in Buffalo, so. Uh, I didn't really know what to go with, and, and my sister's lucky number is 15. My dad always wore 15, um, so I kind of wore it for them, and it just so happened that it was the year I was drafted. So uh, they kind of made me pick my number pretty quickly, and uh, so I just went with that. You know, it's it's, it's not a, a bad number. number. Yeah, it's yeah. a good number. You know, it's low. It's uh, That's a lot of people have worn it. I, I, I would have liked to have nine, but... Is it retired in Buffalo? No, oh, nine's uh, Kaner had it. So if Kaner, oh, okay. so if right. Kaner were to leave, would you take it? I don't know. Yeah, my dad's one, yeah. Man. My dad's always uh, nine was always yeah. the best kid. Yeah, the best my dad kid loves kid. my dad loves yeah. nine. I, it'd be tough to change numbers, but yeah, uh, you'd I don't have know. to give yeah. Evander a lot of Vegas telephones yeah. to probably get that. Yeah. Buffalo fans <laughs> with fifteen jerseys are like, no, no, what yeah. am I gonna do? <laughs> Um, so all right, so that leads us up to you. You end up going to the national program. I had the, yeah. Was it still in? It was in Ann Arbor. Yeah, it's in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Okay, so now it's in Plymouth. They Plymouth. Moved it, yeah. But, so you were in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Pioneer High School or here? Pioneer High School. Two, two years, years or yeah. one. No two shit. years. Two years. Degree from Pioneer High School. <laughs> Actually, That's degree. A purple one. Degree from Missouri Online High School. Oh really? You yeah. never even walked. I didn't walk at Pioneer, and uh, I, I took yeah exactly Pi High. I took took online classes, so I did high school in three years, so I could go to B or year early. And uh, it just so happened that the last credit that I got was from Missouri High School. You went to college a year early, yeah. So <laughs> I, uh, most guys take that like two two PG junior yeah. years, and he's like, "Let me go in three yeah. years to high school." <laughs> I uh, no, I was just it worked out because I'm a late birth date, and you know I didn't. I didn't, uh, didn't want to play another year. I didn't want to do another year in the USHL, and it, you know, I just wanted to uh, kind of move on and play there in my draft year. So during that time, I mean, that's your f- maybe not your first uh, instance of international play, but some of it when you go to the yeah. Worlds and the yeah. tournament in, in uh, under seventeens at Christmas. Was that when you were like, all right? I feel like if if I can't compete, I'm I'm better than everyone. If I can't compete with anyone, like I I'm gonna play in the NHL. Was that when it really kind of hit you, or not even yet? No, I think it started to click at the under seventeen World Championships uh, or the the whatever it is the World Challenge. Yeah, yeah, the um, one around Christmas yeah, time. Yeah, right around Christmas time. We were in Canada. Uh, I ended up only playing three games. I got a concussion. I tried to play. I couldn't. I couldn't play at all. But um, just shows how I bad got you want to smoked play when, when you're with Team USA. Yeah, I got I got smoked like real dirty. I I wasn't looking, but uh, yeah, we were doing really well. We were rolling for the tournament. We had uh, we had played Team Ontario with. Uh, and we got a shootout so win five four. That, that was like uh, I could name some guys in that, like McDavid, Ekblad. Uh, oh, that must have been a sick wow. game. Like any other NHLers Ho- with you at uh, Ho- Hosang, um, oh, Larks, Larks, Larks was on my team. Larkin, okay. yeah. Uh, they had they had like six or seven first rounders on the team. Like they had they were loaded, and uh, it was a great game. And we ended up beating them in a shootout. Uh, and. We were rolling through the tournament, and then I ended up getting hurt the next or the game after that, and um, we ended up getting the bronze medal. But uh, at that point, it was kind of like you know the world's best at that age, and you know most guys are a year away from their draft year, and and uh, I had been playing well, and I you know I, that's when I kind of realized you know maybe you play in the NHL. Huh. Now you obviously McDavid went one, you went two. You guys are probably going to be linked, you know, for the rest of your careers. I, I guess in some regard. Now, now Matthews is with him too. I feel yeah. like it's those three. Yeah, yeah. I didn't well, mean to interrupt you. I'm that, sorry, buddy. That's right. And uh, 
Now, is, is obviously, you know, he's you don't get to see McDavid too much head to head. But is that someone that you kind of use as, as a benchmark because you were in the same draft year, similar skill sets? You know, there was a lot of talk who was going to go one two for a while. Yeah. Or do you just kind of do your own thing and, and don't pay any attention to that? Well, I mean, I think uh, with the world we live in now and media and how everyone makes comparisons, this and that, it's kind of hard to stay away from it. But for me, I try and kind of focus on myself, two different conferences, two different situations. Uh, but... You know, he's the best player in the world right now, obviously. Uh, you know, maybe with the exception of Crosby. Uh, I just won the Hart, won the scoring race, the Ted Lindsay. Uh, so he's somebody that I want to be better than, and, and yeah. uh, he's somebody that I, you know, I look up to try and be better than, and, and uh, I work every day. It's a healthy competition. Yeah, exactly. It's a healthy competition, you know, and uh, I know him a little bit just from, you know, the whole process of going through the draft, played with him at the World Cup. Uh, you know, he's a good kid. I don't think I play him enough to be considered rivals. Uh, but do you watch hockey during the season? Are you a guy that's watching? When my you're not first playing? year, my first year, it was just so hectic. I was just like, I'm not watching hockey. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> when I'm when I'm done with it, I'm not doing it. Last year, I watched it. I watched it a lot more last year, and I think on it's off good. Nights, it's like you see what's going on around the league. I always thought. I yeah, I actually like watching it, and uh, I like pick guys a night and just try and watch them. You know, whoever whoever may be hot at that point, and and there's certain guys that I think I like to try and watch more than others, and. And uh, if they're on, I'll, I'll definitely watch them. Who was the most? Uh, I'm going to guess Crosby. I mean, that's, I feel, feel like this is every person's answer. Who was the most person, you, most excited you were, were to play against when you got in the NHL? Like first time you see him face yeah. to face. So I actually I played Crosby on my uh, my 19th birthday. Yeah, did you? It was my first game against him. Yeah, and uh, I think he had uh, three assists in the first period. <laughs> I think I got this is what everyone has those stories. They're like, I need yeah. four goals. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, know, you know he probably knows this kid's been dying to play against he came, me. I'm he getting came, fired uh, up. He came out against us, and, and Pitt was struggling at the beginning of the year last year. Mm-hmm. And um, and we came, we came out, and, and I just remember him skating around the offensive zone with the puck, and he was doing those mohawk turns and stuff. And, uh, poor deer, like just And I was sitting him. on the bench, and I remember sitting next to Reinhardt like, <laughs> and and every, he was just skating around all the guys in our zone. I remember him just taking a a wrister off the goalie's helmet, and it just bounced right down to Kunitz for a tap in front. And then he did it the second shift too. He came flying. <laughs> These are the first two zone. shifts. These are like the first two shifts that he had in the game. He had two assists. <laughs> comes flying through neutral zone, like catches a pass behind him. Comes in. Backhand pass, tap into somebody, and I was just like, "You're like, what? That's the same. Like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? He's not I had human." A, I had a I had a moment like that last year when we were playing them in Buffalo, and he sh- scored one handed. Remember that goal? Oh, that was in Buffalo. That was You're against right. us, and I was on the bench, and I just I don't remember hitting the person next. To me. Did he just do that? <laughs> Did he just do that? And they were like, "If you could have seen the face he made to us when he described the first assist, it's just like, holy shit." Jack, uh, USA Hockey, uh, Wit introduced you as, you know, the face of USA Hockey here. They're not going to the Olympics, supposedly, yep. uh, in South Korea. How do you feel about that? Because, you know, this is kind of your your time to shine almost. All you guys, it sucks. Yeah, it's it's definitely tough. Uh, <clears throat> you know, not really sure what the, uh, not really sure if that's finalized and for sure. Obviously, right now we're not going. It's tough, you know, I, you, know you don't know if you're going to. You know, get an opportunity. You know, you grow up watching the Olympics. You love it. You know, somebody who's played for USA Hockey. You look forward to that, and then to obviously not be able to do it's uh, frustrating. And you know, I think USA Hockey is heading in a great spot right now with so many good players. And and uh, you look at some of the older guys, and and uh, you know, some of the younger guys coming in. And it's uh, 
you know it's it's an exciting time for for our country's hockey and and uh, just not to be able to go to the olympics just the whole experience at the olympics is something you kind of want to be able to go through you guys have, you'd have a pretty good team too yeah i mean there's like stacked just a little bit yeah just in time for usa hockey to get going and really i mean I think it's been good with Canada. I mean, there's been great games to watch with Canada, but Canada still has just yeah. gotten it done year yeah. after year. And it's the same with the World Cup. That's just what annoyed me this year with the World Cup. I think it looked like you guys had fun, but it would have been cool for you to play for USA. Were you upset yeah. when you were told you had to be with? I think um, the young guns. It's you know that's that's it was tough because like that young gun concept was was awesome. Like, I know. It was so cool and. Playing with those guys, it was the easiest hockey I've ever played just because everyone that you're playing with is is unreal. Right. And, you know, there's no such thing as the center coming down low in the D zone. It was just the D breakout, self-wheel breakout, and snap one like 30 feet to somebody. <laughs> the two-on-one and, rush. Like and, it was, and, and it was, yeah, well, I mean, and our coach had said, you know, we're going to have structure. We want to play, and, and we played, and it was just up and down hockey. I mean, you saw the way it was against the Swedes in the three on three. It was chance after chance. It was the most exciting and, like minutes of hockey we had yeah. all year, I think. Yeah. And uh, but you know, with the opportunity to play for the states, I think uh, you always look forward to that. And and uh, who knows if I would have had an opportunity to do that? But you know, just playing for your country is always that much sweeter. Yeah, well, I'm sure you had fun doing that, but yeah. there's probably a party of saying, shit, yeah. man, I wish they had, you know, the red, white, blue, or yeah. the Canadian guys with the, the red and white, right? Yeah, yeah that's, the I mean, that's just the ultimate goal, but the thing that was nice, at least when it started, like you said, it was it was fun to play. Yeah, it was a blast. I just wish, you know, honestly, we, we won two games, lost one. I wish it was just longer. I know. I wish I know we had another opportunity. Games. It was three games, and it was over. We played three exhibition games. So you knew... Um, you knew Austin Matthews for a while now. He's a year yeah. younger than you? Yeah, so he's a year younger than me, yeah. So I remember when USA, the national program, played BU your freshman year. It was like a big deal around here because Matthews versus you. You knew he was going to be this good. I think everyone else figured out in that in that Young Guns tournament. But yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I knew he was going to be that good when we were playing at the national team. Yeah. I think he went a little unnoticed his first year because he, I think he, I think he broke his leg in the first preseason game of his 17 year in Ann Arbor. In Ann Arbor, no shit. Yeah, he got he got leg checked and uh, so that whole year kind of. So he was out. yeah. I mean, he, he he ended up coming back and he played on our 18 team in the under 18 worlds. You guys won, and we won the gold. And uh, I mean, he was a huge part of that. But then his second year at the national team, I think he started to take off, and everyone realized how great he was. And he's, I, I mean, just seeing him the way that he was his first year and. How skilled he was, I, I thought... Uh, what You weren't surprised by I it? I wasn't surprised at all. I, I knew the type of player he was. Yeah, that's, he had an amazing plus, year. Plus his draft year, he goes to Switzerland, right? So there's not a whole lot of coverage on him. And Yeah, what'd you think of that? Might have been... I, I know. What'd you think yeah. of that? Like, did you think guys are going to start doing that more? You know what? People were always like on me, like telling... Because like, we were in similar situations, you know, the, the year to kill before your draft year. And... and uh, for him, I thought it was a you know it was a great cho- it was a great choice. You know, he, he plays against pros. He plays in that league for a year, and he prepares himself to play in the NHL. And you see how how good he did last year. For me, it was all about coming home. And and I grew up in Boston, so I you wanted dreamed go. of going to a hockey school, and I dreamed of winning a bean pot. So yeah, that was my lifelong dream to win a bean pot. And and you know he's from Arizona, so it just, I don't think it meant as much to him. Right. And, uh, only thing I said to him was, you know, if you go to college, you're going to get a great social experience too. And, and, uh, I think probably one of the best parts about BU is just living in Boston and going to yep. school here and all the connections and people you meet. Yep. Yeah. He definitely took a unique path. Of course, you know, he, he has a skill set that 
obviously most guys don't have, but it, it is good. I, I do wonder if, you know, y- younger talented guys in that unique position with the year off, if they're going to do that going forward. Not to mention a kid who say he's nasty at 16, 17 from Canada, U.S., doesn't matter, and maybe he doesn't have a lot of money, and all of a sudden team like Zug in Switzerland say, hey, we'll give you 400 grand. This yeah. kid's going to be nasty, and that, that might end up playing, playing a factor here. And yeah. you're getting a, you know, a year of pro under your belt, yeah. and you're also, like you said, you're, you're kind of away from the medium. Yeah, the media. I think, yeah, I was going to say that's probably one of the biggest uh, all year upsides. You know, you don't have all that attention on you all year of the North American, Canadian media, this and that. You know, you're kind of there, and you're just focused on playing hockey. Are you somebody who, like, during the season, are you reading – are you reading newspaper stuff? Are you checking Twitter? Are you are you going cold turkey? Like it's I don't hard. think I cold turkey it just because I don't think anybody does yeah, that. It's, I mean, it's impossible. That, yeah. yeah, people who say they do yeah. are lying. Yeah, I don't LeBron. know anybody. Like I mean, unless you don't have any type of social media, you know, I I don't think Crosby doesn't have anything. So he probably just cold turkeys it. I imagine. Yeah, maybe I don't know. maybe he actually does. He, he would be the one guy who cold turkeys. But just a savage. you gotta give him credit. You know, he's so he's that guy's laser focused, dialed in. I, for me, it's. I don't read the newspaper. I don't put the radio on. I don't yeah. watch the local channels or do that sort of thing because I don't... Yeah, what, uh, what, no, what, what good is it going to do yeah, you, really? There's no, you know? there's no real point. I mean, you play good and and, and they, they want to kiss your ass and then you play like shit and they're all over you. So right. I was... You know, I'm, I'm. You know what it's gonna. You know what's gonna happen, anyways, based on how you play. Exactly. That, right? So I, I try to stay away from it. When you first got broke into the NHL, I, I know everyone says the biggest adjustment is, is the speed to the game. I'm assuming that might be your answer. But uh, are there other things that in the NHL you haven't adjusted to so far that you're still kind of working on? I think one big thing that uh, kind of goes unnoticed is just the faceoff circle. Uh, it's so hard to win faceoffs in the NHL, and um, I think I'm still trying to get better at that. Uh, it's a huge, it's a huge adjustment. I mean, the speed and everything—it just takes time, right? The faceoffs. I mean, the longer you're in the league, the refs let you cheat a little bit more, say, and the better you, you get, basically yeah, get cheated. Yeah, I mean, better than yeah, exactly. Else, right? You know, I mean, who's the best faceoff guy in the NHL? Bergeron, right? And yeah, he's yeah. got four. You're gonna call my guy a cheater, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, he's, he's got an aneurysm. He's got, he's got, uh, he's got, he's got four selkies, and, and he definitely, t- he definitely takes advantage of what the refs give him in the faceoff dot. But I mean, at that point, he's earned it. Exactly. So right. you kind of have to, kind of have to build up to to being able to do that, and. It's, do, do you see yourself as maybe a Selkie candidate a few years down the line or, or strictly going to r- rake up those hot trophies and hot <laughs> Ross trophies? Oh. <laughs> if, you could, if you could end up getting a Selkie too, dude, that would be insane. I mean, I, I, I think right now you're more like, I'm going to get 100 points. Yeah. So let's get the Selkie when yeah. I'm 30. <laughs> Stevie Y style. Yeah. Yeah, change the game then. Exactly. But I want to talk. We can't not talk about BU, right? You yeah. talked about BU yeah. briefly. Um, God, everyone, everyone here knows I'm an alum. You had such this. You had a legendary season, second freshman ever to win the Hobie Baker. Paul Correa was the first. Um, when you went into that year, David Quinn, the head coach at BU, um, told me like this kid could win the Hobie Baker. You hear that? And it's like it was nineteen ninety three when Paul Correa did it. It's like I don't think I maybe. But then, did you think you could like going in, or were you like oh, I'm not even thinking about that? Never crossed my Never mind. Never crossed your mind. No, to be honest, swear to God, not, not you're lying for me, bro. <laughs> No, no, not not when I moved in, in in July into Bay State Road to the basement to the basement of 205 Bay State. When oh, I moved in there, oh, I, yeah, I, it never crossed my mind. But you know, as you get playing during the year and and uh, you start having success, I think it, it definitely right creeps away, into your mind. Like, yeah, right. you know, I, I think my first few weeks, I think first game I had five assists. Second game I had 
uh, like four, five points. And then I was like, all right, well, then I first game at You're UMass. Like, this is it? <laughs> what the fuck? First game at UMass, our first regular season game. I think I had a couple more points. I was like, you know, I think uh, like our team's really good. I was playing with really good players. And we you're like, oh, the, oh, yeah, we're, we're winning games and I'm lighting it up. I can had, actually do yeah, this. Yeah, we had number one power play in the in the country and like we had we had a really good team and everyone counted us out. I don't know what we were. We were like the biggest underdog in the country to start the season. And then we just started creeping up the rankings and I think by December or something we were one or two. My my best, my favorite story that year, Steve Greeley told me, he's now the assistant GM in Buffalo, yep. funny enough, but he was Jack's assistant coach. Um, so BU, I, I think you'll remember this, BU had a stick deal with Easton and like everyone had to use Easton sticks and first game first I think it was first hockey East game of the year Eichel goes out in the first period he's got a Bauer stick and really looks at coach Quinn and they're like uh, what the fuck? And so after the first period, like, do we say something? We're like, let's just say something after the game, you know? We don't just f- forget it for now. He goes out in the third period, gets two and two, and they win. And they, the next week, they change it. Anyone could use any stick they wanted. <laughs> so was, that's yeah, that's a I legendary was, story, dude. I was I was, uh, I was so sold on Bauer, and they were whatever Easton and Warrior, and and I had tried both, and you know I was using them in practice and things like that. I just. Every time it came down to a game, I was like, I don't feel comfortable using anything other than what I've been using. So, yep. yeah. I, uh, stupid not to let you. And use he it. just yeah. shot him right yeah. up. Needless to say, they changed the whole goddamn contract. Yeah. Yeah. You. How can they do that though? Just be like, you have to use Easton sticks. Yeah. I'd be like, my no. AHL, you have to use yeah it's CCM money talks and yeah, bullshit get, walks. Uh, they, I think like New Balance or something put a big huge field in at BU, and and then New Balance is connected to Warrior, so we had Warrior gloves and Warrior pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we got the Warrior deal, and then. And I think that they had Easton already, or so it was Warrior Easton, and and uh, yeah. So when all right, so that year ended, and you know you're going to be the number two or the number one pick. It was flipping or flopping, and I kind of heard rumblings, and I always said bullshit, but that you wanted to stay another year. Was that ever true at all? Or did you know? Um, you know, I think after the the way our season ended, and just uh, just how close I was with all the guys, like. Naturally. The guys, yeah, like I was like that was the closest team I've ever been on, and it was almost like we weren't really like we lost Erod. He was a really good player. We lost Holman. He was an assistant captain. Like and uh, OC was leaving, but I I don't think that we all thought that if we kept it together, we could be good next year. And just the way we lost, it was just pretty bitter. You know, you want to win the national championship and in Boston. So too. yeah, just the way that everything fell through and. Just just hanging out with the guys in the spring, but then I went then I went to the World Championships and I saw the way the NHL guys were and I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to BU. <laughs> yeah, You're like I love my boys back in Boston. Yeah. Like, we're having sick dinners in like Rome right now. This works. <laughs> yeah, not not to mention the the paycheck differential. <laughs> well, yeah, plus I you know I, I thought like I should probably if I won the Hobie Baker here and you know if I if I had a good year I should probably move on and try and challenge myself again. Now, how, how's things been going for you in Buffalo so far? Obviously, they're a team that hasn't won a cup yet since they came yeah. in in expansion. But I, I would say... Great hockey town, uh, right? Bingo. It's, it's a great hockey town. Yeah, they're, it is. They're, they're, I mean, if you look at the, the ratings for the, uh, the Stanley Cup, Buffalo is consistently, if not in the top 10, the top five, top three cities. I mean, yeah. it's a, I don't know yeah. if it's how much... You're watching, you're saying? Huh? Every game... Uh, it, they yeah. watch... Yeah, exactly. They're a hockey mad city up there with Providence and West Palm Beach is always <laughs> yeah. on that too, which is hilarious. But 
I mean, you know, when you walk around out there, can you like, do you get swarmed by people everywhere you go, or is it like not that I don't want to say, oh, you're complaining yeah. about you know people coming up yeah. to you, but I mean, it's such a passionate town. They're so hungry for a winner there that you know they, uh, you must be somewhat of a savior to them in some regards. You know? uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, think I, that, I don't but put that word in your mouth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish he was like, I am a fucking savior. Dude. Just, <laughs> just get, I am a golden god. Have you seen Bill's Mafia? Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you Bill's Mafia? Have you been to a game and done that? Uh, I wouldn't consider myself like Bill's Mafia in that case. He's a Brady guy. You yeah. gotta be. Yeah, Brady yeah. I'm. Uh, I, yeah, Brady's like my hero. So how can he not? Who's be he, who's who's hero? He's he perfect. not. Yeah, Hold he's... on, let's just be quiet. We can all just talk about him for a little bit. We'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brady's our man. But Bill's Mafia. It he's... is pretty funny. Like you go to the games. Like if I go to the game, I'm I'm probably not gonna sit in the parking lot and tailgate for hours and stuff. I'm definitely not that. But <laughs> I'll go and I'll see the way that they are there, and it's it's crazy. And it's definitely probably the same when the Sabres, you know, I feel like when they made those cup runs and stuff like that, like the place is going insane. So yeah. it's just great fans there. I think, you know, there's not much else to do, I'll say, besides root for your teams. Yeah, you got the Bills Bills and Sabres. Yeah, yeah it, it feels like a, you know, a team will, on, you know, you guys are on the rise yeah. right now. Now, you know, how many years do you think you think playoffs this year? You think you're going to get back this year? Or? Yeah, I'd love to. You know, I think uh, with the way our team looks and – I, you know, I would have, I would have said this last summer too. Uh, we were one point out of the playoffs going into bye week, and we ended up losing a few games right after that, and and uh, kind of watching our season go away. But you know, I think with the with the new changes, we've acquired some players, and and uh, guys are a year older. We're pretty young still, and and uh, I think that we should expect to be in the playoffs next season. Yeah, I think a lot of oh, you hear about it in the playoffs a lot. A team has to like lose to learn how to win. Do you feel yeah. like that that might be a, a part of what's going on with Buffalo right now? Yeah, I mean, you look at us. I think we had fifteen one goal games last year. Really? You know, so yeah, I think something like that. Yeah, fifteen or dude. All of a sudden, say say you win like yeah. Eight, eight of those, right? You know, it's 16 more. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a huge thing right there, and that, that could quickly change, I think. Yeah, exactly. Like, people don't really realize how good Ryan O'Reilly is either, do He's they? unbelievable. I know. He's that unbelievable. guy is sick. I remember the contract he got, and people were a little shocked. It was pretty big money. And then, like, everyone realized, like, this guy's worth it. He's that good. Like, I would say... F- He's kind of like he's like our he's like our Bergeron, you know. Mm-hmm. We needed a huge faceoff win in the D zone, whatever side it's on, left or right. He's taking it, takes all our faceoffs on penalty kill. You know, if he's been out there for a minute and a half, we need a big faceoff in the PK. Out. He's going out, takes all our faceoffs in the power play. Yeah, he he runs half of our power play on the other side of the flank. He's our number one PKer. Yeah, he he's does such it all. A, yeah, he's such a valuable player to our team, and and on top of all of it, he's an unbelievable guy. Like everyone loves him, and he he works unbelievably hard so uh i mean he's he's definitely worth every dollar he gets that's, that's for a core, sure though that i think with you and him up the middle it's like you need two good centers what we talk about with vegas you can't get centers yeah exactly um, that's yeah. just how the nhl works now and with good goaltending i think that you guys could be good next year do you have a favorite road city <laughs> uh, <laughs> i love this hit i love this question. yeah you've only had two years yeah i've had two years uh i've actually i've I've been everywhere. Not so 21 luckily. either. What? Not 21 either. Not 21 yet. Don't yeah, matter. I'm, t- I'm talking about restaurants yeah. and fucking yeah. Going out to dinner <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I love... Uh, honestly, I love the West Coast. Yeah, it's so It's nice unbelievable. Place. I mean, I, I, I had never been to LA or Anaheim or anywhere out there like in California. for anything? For anything until my rookie year when I went out there. <laughs> so that was like... That was pretty eye-opening. Just I'd never been to LA and... 
You're like, this you know, is how what they a go city. to the rink with the top down and yeah. can cars, like, just living it up? Uh, I love playing in New York City. Like, playing at MSG is the coolest thing in the world. Don't they have the best warm-up music? I was just going to say. So fired up with the warm-up I was music. just going to say, I don't think I take a harder warm than when I'm at MSG. <laughs> <laughs> it's are like. You, are you no bucket or you have to wear a bucket? Yeah. No, I uh, I hit my 100th game this year and that was our rule. So they were like, I had uh, I had just got like, a fresh fade haircut. You got <laughs> and, a whole hot now. So. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, all, <laughs> Like the older guys in our team are really cool, you know. They're not like sticklers or anything. They were like, "Go no bucket, go no bucket." So me and Rhino had just hit 100 games, pretty close. And uh, oh yeah, they were like, you know, <laughs> put a couple hundred bucks on the board and and go no bucket and see if we win. And we ended up winning, so I just started doing it, and uh, I did it probably like the last 20 games or so. And now he's enjoying the best part of the NHL, yeah. no bucket, and yeah, the best. <laughs> That's great. You got to sell the game. Exactly. Got to sell the game, dude. I, I'm a big proponent of that. They so, should do shootouts with no helmets, too. I say. Ooh, that's a good call. So, Until somebody falls like Weidman and breaks their head open. So I got a hypothetical situation for you here. So say me and you were, you know, we're on the ponds, we're playing, we're having a good time. Now I was a mediocre, mediocre hockey player, but excellent pond hockey player. All right. Dude. So so let me say, how many beers would you have to drink for me? We're playing post here. We're playing posts. How many beers would you have to drink for me to get one post on you? Dude, you uh, can get so lucky at one. Like, you could shoot you with your eyes shut and hit one. Yeah, but it's punch. You can't shoot with the guy in front of you. You, you got to go around him to... We're playing one-on-one here. One-on-one. On one. How many uh, beers are we talking? You could have a fucking liter of vodka and 50 beers, and he'd still be just holding the puck away from you, <laughs> That's dude. what I'm thinking, too. I don't, I don't think it matters how many he drinks. Even if he's passed out on the ice, I don't think I'm going around him. <laughs> yeah, because you'd have to drink, too, and, you know, he'd probably just dump me in that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This game would have to be in Canada because he's not of drinking age. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is up in the Toronto Ponds. This is, this is up yeah, in the yeah. Toronto Ponds. Ponds up north. Um, all right, so we really appreciate you coming. Do we have questions for him? We got a oh, couple yeah. questions we, sent we, in. We do have some good All Right Hamiltons. You know our segment, All Right Hamilton? Are you aware? Of no, what's that? So we, we, we bring, what do we do? We get questions yeah. on from Twitter. But it, they're named All Right Hamiltons because when Dougie Hamilton was on the Bruins, R.A. had a bunch of T-shirts made, but then he got traded and they didn't sell. So we give these T-shirts away. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. what size are you, by the way? I'll throw you one if you want. <laughs> He's All like, right. yeah, perfect golf towel. So, so Ashy asks, uh, can you guys share an awesome uh, slash nightmare roommate stories from when you were in college, hockey or non-hockey related? All right, Hamilton. Oh, geez. I probably couldn't put them on the air. Uh <laughs> I had a buddy actually, dude. I was minus five first night at UNH. We lost Friday night minus five. Like the, how, how? That's amazing. We lost yeah. five nothing, dude. So you know that song they play like life, la la la. You know that song yeah. UNH plays? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You would recognize it. We'll maybe have Grinelli added in here. The next day, dude, we wake up for the game at BU, and he's fucking playing it as I get out. I get up from the nap, and he's chirping me for it. I'm like, "You motherfucker!" So that was our actually only fight, me and Brian Miller. But BU roommates is the best. That's oh, it's unbelievable. Where did years. you live? Where did you live? For, where did you live? Dude, I was Bay State Road, Shel- Shelton. Shelton. So we didn't we didn't get Shelton when I was a freshman. It's Shelton's pretty. The best. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty new. So I had a nightmare dorm my first year. Why? Well, you didn't. You weren't in. A I was dorm? in the Bay State. No, I was. I was in the Bay State Towers. Oh, my God. Like, right across. That's the white I got, trash. The oh. white trash No, it's dorm. not. Dude, oh, white trash. Sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Asian trash. It's Asian trash. I mean, it's all Asians and Indians. But I will say, though, that, like, 
you got to live you never got to live in an apartment dude because well, the next yeah. year is when you get to be like all right no signing in yeah so that was the that was the good thing about my f- my f- summer going into freshman year was we got to live on base day which is the best living on base day road in the summer is unbelievable and then yeah then why, I, did you take a I, class yeah i took a class before i went in Oh, no worked shit. out and stuff history of boston yeah. i did take history of boston with heinzy dude <laughs> if you guys get history it's a great course you know i hope i hope professor heinz is listening just imagine us taking history of boston as bu hockey players it was it was a blast <laughs> what uh, else we got all right so topher topher asks best locker room dj you've ever had Ooh. i don't even know who do you have are you the dj I'm not the DJ in our locker room, though. I, I mean, I throw my tunes on here and there, but uh, usually Gio gets the rink first. and uh, captain and the veteran. Yeah, the right? captain and the veteran. He'll put his music on, but like bon it's usually like uh, <laughs> it's usually like per- the same Pearl Jam and Metallica songs over and over. Oh, dude, that, yeah, oh, that's my kind of guy. Hey, leading the jukebox. Um, but uh, we actually, our, our team's pretty good. We got uh, Zach Bogosian, like, knows how to DJ. So he has like turntables, like learn how to DJ. Like Zabenajad? So, That's awesome. So he, he'll put like mixes together that can run forever, but like real good ones. Like my first year, our whole warm up mix, it, like before we came out, it was like warm up music is brought to you by Zach Bogosian. This and is like, in the arena? Arena playing. <laughs> That's awesome. And it would like, but it would be like normal songs that you know, but he would mash them up and they would sound unbelievable. Like an hour long wow. mashup? Well, yeah, whatever it would That's be. That's pretty and sick, so, actually. Yeah, yeah so he, what, he's really good at it. What kind of music do you like? Do you like uh, basically what you guys your age listen to or do you like kind of yeah. shoe old? I know you're from North yeah. Boston. That's usually a big house. I, uh, I, uh, Honestly, I like everything. Like I, I love classic classical music. Like I like Real, like old Bach like old and and not like shit. no no not that classical. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm talking like I'm talking like classics. Like I, you're a I like guy uh, when you shoot yeah. pucks. No no, no I'm talking like I like classics. Like I like Motown. Like I lo- oh. love Marvin Gaye. Like he's probably one of my favorites. Nice. I like really? uh, old school. Yeah yeah I like old, uh, yeah my dad is big old school. So like I like like Pass Hendrix. I like The Doors. Cream. Really? Yeah, I don't know if you saw. I posted a couple Instagrams of like just pictures of music I was listening to a few a few weeks ago. I was Wait, like, uh, you say the Tears doors? for Fears? The Doors is yeah, I love the Doors. The doors are great. The Cream, Doors dude, are I great. Didn't expect Cream. Cream yeah, I love Clapton. Motown. You, are you an Otis Redden guy? He's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I'm like. Like big, big Marvin Gaye. Like he's probably a top five for me. So you're like a Marvin Gaye Patriots fan. Well, you'll just fight everyone who hates your man, Marvin Gaye. So you can't really like the other guys. You're like just defending Marvin Gaye <laughs> all the way. But I, I like everything. You know, I, I'll go to like, like ED. Like I like I saw like the Chainsmokers. They were good. Like I like I go to a lot of country concerts. Did you go to U two the other night down? I didn't. Oh, no, I no. I yeah, it looked unreal. Awesome. I yeah. wish. They were, I totally missed. Well, I didn't one. go. They said, "Well, they're, they're always awesome." You two, have you ever seen yeah. them? In I haven't seen them, but I'd love to go see them. They're, they are phenomenal. They never give a bad show. But I saw them here when I was a senior in high school. Fox Pro, such a Fox Pro pain sucks. in the ass to go to. Like it's, honestly, yeah. I would if they were at the Garden. I definitely would have yep. went. It's one of the worst. I think it's one of the worst concert venues, just because like getting in and out of. Route one is terrible. Terrible. It's two hours after the concert. It's too. It's. You, I think it's too big. I, honestly, my favorite place. To, one of my favorite places to go see a concert is Fenway. Oh, Fenway's the, best. the best. The best. It's unbelievable. I like. I actually like. I mean, Fenway's good because it's a spectacle. But as far as like sound wise and acoustics, the I, the Garden's dynamite. Yeah, I've been. Oh, to, yeah. I've been to Coldplay and the U two at the Garden. Are you a Tom Petty guy? Do you like Tom Petty? Yeah, I like Tom Petty. He's, yeah, I've been selling Petty. He's on. He's coming to the Garden. I think three weeks, man. I'm, it, I'm sh- gonna look for tickets. I'm to telling you, one. man. He's unbelievable. 
comfortable. I tell everybody, like, oh, yeah, I might like a couple songs. You go there, Jack, yeah. you're going to walk out, and you're like, wow. Oh, he I, rips I, I didn't realize yeah. how many songs I like, and they put on an unbelievable show all the time. Definitely even get some tickets. When I golf, I play Tom Petty Pandora. That's what yeah. our boy, That's our mix, dude. It's just jams the whole time. What about TV shows? You crush any during the season? Or are you just during like, the season? Yeah, I uh, honestly, I'm the biggest movie guy in the world. Nice. Well, you, you're, so you're a rewatcher of movies. You'll watch a movie a hundred times. I'll, if I see, if I see dodgeball or something, I'll put it on every day. I think me and Jack might have to hang out this summer. A little, little movie. <laughs> I always hard a rock over here that you're a movie and music I'll watch, guy. Yeah, Classical music. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a huge movie guy. Like I, I get chirped for it all the time. But like I'm, I'm dropping movie quotes the whole day. What do you? What do you? <laughs> Three favorite movies, comedy, three favorite movies. My three favorite comedy movies. I love The Replacements. The Replacements is great. That's unbelievable. Uh, I'd say Dodgeball is in my top three for sure. Like that's one of the that's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. I, I rewatch it and I'll find funny parts in the movie. That I didn't think were funny before. What is it? Global Gym? Global Gym. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you were. Purple out Cobras. Now, <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of like movies that I can quote. Like I, I love I love Step Brothers. I quote it from start to finish. What um what about I mean the hockey guy, I gotta ask Slapshot. Yeah. I mean, oh, unbelievable. No. I watched it with I watched that with my my dad. I think my dad introduced me to Slapshot. I was like twelve. That's that's yeah, like, that's good parenting right there. You're really yeah. close with your father, huh? Yeah, really like, close. Yeah. And you yeah. have brothers or sisters? I got an older sister. Yeah. She play uh, hockey growing up too, or no? She didn't. So when I was young, when I was like really young, the I got into skating because my parents got her skating lessons and she didn't like it at all. So I took her skating lessons when I was like three. Oh, so your dad wasn't like you're gonna play hockey? No, no, no. Oh, he was shit. like he was like do whatever you want. Like my dad didn't really he didn't really play hockey. He followed it. He grew yeah, up. Neither did mine. He was born in Somerville. Like he grew up here, so he was like a, a Bruins fan. And you know, he was he was a really good athlete. Played a lot of sports, but like hockey wasn't his thing. He was a really good basketball player, and huh. uh, so he was just like you could do whatever you want. And and uh, I just I don't know. I I think I loved hockey when I was young, and that's all I wanted to do. And and then he was able yeah. to just make sure you always were able to do whatever you wanted. With yeah, I, I think he tells a story about like. Uh, when I was super young, like three, four maybe, and it was like Christmas time, and uh, I think my parents like told me I couldn't go to like hockey that night or something. I don't know what it was. And uh, in my house, Christmas time, my mom would decorate it or whatever, and she would put red plants up the stairs. And uh, my dad tells a story about me at the top of the stairs. Uh, going over to my room and I'm firing the plants down at them screaming because they wouldn't let me go to hockey. <laughs> little, this guy's like, all right, this kid wants to fucking play hockey. We're not, we're not messing this one up. <laughs> little fire in the belly. Actually, going back to Slapshot real quick, does, is that something that still gets played on road trips or is it like past that point? Like, did it, I mean, well, I know you're not really yeah. on buses much yeah. anymore, but was that, was that still getting played a lot when you, when you were riding buses a little more? When I rode buses, I can honestly say I never watched Slapshot. I've probably seen the movie a hundred times, but I don't think I ever watched it. Like, I... I don't know. I, I think didn't it's, on a bus either. Maybe yeah. I might have on a bus to Quebec when I was like twelve, but not like in the in in USHL or any no. of that. I mean, nowadays I feel like every single person has a fucking iPad. Yeah, just well, exactly. Yeah. It seems like I mean, unless you pair off with a guy like you see, like I know, like Crosby and Flurry used to fly together all the time. They you know they have one yeah, headphones, exactly. yeah. putting headphones watching a movie or something. Yeah, That's I mean, old school. I think we have like we don't have like a like super assigned seats on the plane, but. Like you know where you sit. Yeah, exactly. Like I sit next to I sit next to Rhino on every cards? single plane. I don't. I'm not at the card table. I think I'm going to play next year. Like what, what do they I, I play? Like, poker or uh, they play um, 
Different games? No, no, I'm trying to think. They don't play poker. Uh, Hearts? No, no. Why can't I think of the name of it? I play it all the time. Hold'em? No. No, no, no. no. Um, I think that it would... would What's the other game? Cribbage. Uh, why can't I think of the name? Bridge. Of it? I Cribbage. played all summer. AC Doocy. Um, no. AC Doocy. You can game. lose like fifty. It's like a hockey game. Maybe it starts with an S. Scat. No. <laughs> Remember Scat, no. dude? No. Oh. Scat's the um, this, Oh. Oh, this is gonna drive Spit. me crazy. No. 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 Uno. I have it on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> I was poker, but I know exactly what you're talking about. We'll cut this part out. This is yeah, good it's radio. A great radio. What um? Any other good Hall right Hamiltons for this yeah, guy? We do. Yeah, we, we have a great one. Uh, we will let you. We'll let you go here soon. We're just having a blast. No, yeah, I can. I don't. I don't have anything to do. I can sit here and talk. <laughs> uh, Joe asked, uh, "Best Sally of all time, and why? And what's your go-to Sally?" My best celly of all time. What is your go-to celly? You do the... Uh... I do the one leg, like, kind of bent, and then, like, both arms go up. Yeah, this one. Now I like, saw that one at BU. Kind of, like, get the, uh, get the crowd out of their seats, you know? Uh, I'd say my best celly of all time. Oh, here uh, I was in eighth grade playing for the Junior Bruins, <laughs> and we were, we, had, uh, we were playing the national tournament, and national championship or whatever at the time. We were in the semifinals of the game, and... I think like first shift, I think it was first shift. I wrap, I I skated down. I ended up getting a wraparound goal, and uh, the ice was completely clean, like nice and fresh. And I dove out and swam down the ice. Oh, that's <laughs> to awesome. the other end of the yeah, ice. Yeah, to the other ice. I slid all the way. <laughs> was Masters your coach? Chris Masters was my coach. Out, yeah. Or did he love yeah. it? He didn't care. <laughs> we, ended up, we won the national championship the next day. He didn't care at all. That's fucking awesome. Dude, the one, one of my favorites is um, we were playing against Chicago when I was in Edmonton, and Kane scored a goal, and it was a really normal celebration. Like He kind of looked at the crowd and like went like that. It was a good one, but it was normal. But then when we saw the replay of the game, he spins into the corner where the net is, and I think he does it all the time, and he just looks at the crowd, and as he brought his hands up, he's like, get the Fuck up, and you could tell it has everyone standing up. It's just That's such a it. legendary Kane fucking celly. I've always liked that one. And then Timu's, you know, recently Hall of Famer. Yeah, you know, oh yeah, Solani. we didn't even get to the Hall Dude, of Famer. His yeah. shooting the glove. He said that he like re- regrets it, but I thought that was sick. That's unbelievable. Nobody ever yeah. forgets that. What I, was your go-to? I, I love that. Yeah, I didn't score enough. Oh, his go-to? No, yours. My go-to, dude. I was just like, holy shit. I, no, I was just, my go-to, Sally, was, thanks, Sid. <laughs> <laughs> I just screamed yeah. it over to him. I love when people celebrate. Like, yeah. honestly. celebrate. That's why Sue Band's dead on when he talks about, like, you score a goal in the best league in the world. I, I fucking I'm so fired up I'm celebrating yeah, like, I, I think the same who cares do you think there'll be a, a bit of a change in that when you know we got a lot of young guys like yourself come to the league with that with the fresh attitude like that I don't mean fresh wise guy I mean like yeah. a, a, new atti- a new attitude do you think maybe in the next few years we'll, we'll see a little bit more celebration and less of the button down yeah. conservative hockey um, in the 1950s <laughs> you know hockey is a super conservative game and, and uh, oh, it's, it's almost like it's, it's very like it's very passed down you know you come in the league you earn your stripes you respect the older guys you see See like a, a football or a NBA locker room, and they're able to showcase their personality a lot more. And I think it's actually good because then they're able to build themselves as a person instead of just a player. Like you yep. see, like NBA players and NFL they, players, and they're bigger than just the player that they're on the field. They're this huge yep. image for they're a public figure. And for hockey, it's 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 very low key, and and so I think it's great if. If people are able to show their personalities and showcase who they truly are, I think it's great for the game. And I think you've said it before to me, I think off when we're recording, is 
the NBA and the NFL, they market players. And they're willing to like really get the best players in their league out there and not just like a part of a team. Whereas hockey, it's such, like you said, team sport. No one's above the team. But it's great for guys to show off who they are. And guys want to do it, too. Like You, you agree, can tell yeah. you do. And all these younger guys, I mean, that's just how the game is now. It should, and the more that that happens, the more popular the game will be. Because people fall in love with players as opposed to teams. Absolutely. You know, you think back to, again, the NBA is... The global marketing was was such a huge part of why they're the most popular sport on the planet today. It was the, you know the dream team '92? They had uh, the best basketball team ever assembled, and yeah. that was such great PR for the league. And that's what we mentioned the Olympics earlier. Mikey asked you, that's such a missed opportunity to yeah. to market you guys, you know, individually as superstars. Well, I think that's a big thing. Like you look at the four major professional sports, like we make the least amount of money, but we're the most conservative. I think that people jump on personalities, like people. That's what get that's what catches people's attention. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And you say what like even something as simple as being out there without your helmet on. And yeah. That's how you make a connection with a, with a fresh fade. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I always make the joke like if you know if you see a hockey player, an NHL guy in a bar, and someone be like, "Who is that?" Like I, I was in a wake line a few months back, and, and I, I saw Scott Young there, and I'm like, "Who's this guy? He's wit." And it was like, if you put a helmet on, I could tell you who he was. <laughs> yeah. Like people a hockey have helmet. Said, people have said but that to me. I, I it's, think it's different for me, but I could see like. I guess how it could make such a difference for you. Yeah. You've only ever seen him with a fucking nasty Cooper lid on. Exactly. <laughs> and then when you when you, you we're not used to seeing guys yeah. without the helmet, and I think that's that's something the NHL should look and have. Let's get let's see your faces. Let's see what you look yeah. like, Boris. Especially the goalies. You can you yeah. can't see what they no look idea. like at all. Exactly. This week's All Right Hamilton was brought to you by DollarShaveClub.com. DollarShaveClub.com is the smarter choice out there for guys who need to shave. If you're like me. Shaving's not your favorite activity, but it is necessary if you want to look good out there. Uh, so I go at dollarshaveclub.com. We get a great shave at a great price. Conveniently delivered right to your door. Uh, it's a no-brainer choice for me. You don't have to go schlepping out to Rite Aid or CVS or whatever. You buy some cheap razor that's going to hack your face up, or you got to spend a million bucks on something with all kinds of bells and whistles. You just need a good shaver. I use my dollarshaveclub.com, the executive razor with Dr. Carver's shave butter, and it's beautiful. I feel like I'm in like a 1930s barber chair, old-fashioned. You get a nice, clean shave right to the skin. Per- permanent permanent happiness when you're dealing with dollarshaveclub.com. You can make the smarter choice by joining. For a limited time, new members get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of Dr. Carver's shave butter for only $5 with free shipping. After that, raises raises are just a few bucks a month. That's a fifteen dollar value for only five bucks. In your first month box, you'll get an awesome weighty handle, a full cassette of four cartridges, and a tube of their shave butter. After your first month, replacement cartridges cartridges ship automatically at the regular price. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com/chicklets. Again, that's dollarshaveclub.com slash chicklets. And chicklets is spelled C-H-I-C-L-E-T-S. Get yourself a great shave at dollarshaveclub.com. Well, dude, we really appreciate you coming on. I don't oh. know, is there one more over at Hampton or was yeah. that all? So, one dude, you're, uh, 
You're definitely the, the top get for us. We wish you all the luck in the world, and we, we're really thankful that you came yeah. on. Yeah, thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Same what he said. Thanks yeah. a million, man. We, yeah. we, we, we've obviously been trying to pull this together for a little while, so the fact we got you here in my living room is yeah. it's, it's fantastic, and we couldn't be happy to yeah. have you. Couldn't just happier. don't say anything about the Bruins bad ever again. That's no, I, I didn't say anything bad about the Bruins. <laughs> no, he might. He might That's you know, all right. Good thing he didn't bring a Sabres shirt for me. I might have to wrestle with my conscience if he, if <laughs> yeah. he did or whatever. But All right. Well, thank you very much, folks. Um, We'll be back. We might not next week. We're not sure yet. We'll figure I, it out because it's July fourth. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. We'll, you know, we'll it's check. With so we'll we'll figure everything out. But um, is there anything else we have to lead off with? We can, uh, no. Actually, one other thing. I, well, we should give a shout out to the Hall of Famers. I mean, we, yeah. we were gonna. Yeah. That's true. Uh, the Be- four. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> the four players: Mark Recchi, Tamu Solani, uh, Dave Andrewchuk, Paul Correa. And then they'll build this category, our own Jeremy Jacobs. That's what I was going to... Fuck that. Okay. How is he in the Hall of Fame? Well, what, what did I say to you before the show? How, how political... Uh, to get it, The process to get in the Hockey Hall of Fame is wide in politics, just like a lot of things to do with hockey. He's been an owner for 40-something years. He you know, runs the show in a lot of regards. I'm not surprised. I honestly wasn't, was almost surprised he wasn't in already. Just because they vote, they take care of each other. They vote each yeah, other in. Right. Yeah, the, the, that, that, that's what it is. The media thing does the same thing. You know, once but you're he around, bought the, bought the team. He never even lived here. He won one cup in 41 years. So in terms of like what he's done, he's not a right. Family. Exactly. You you can certainly quibble over how much of a builder ha- has he been. If he was a more committed owner, you could say he'd have more cups. But again, and well, just you know, I don't want to give short shrift. Danielle Goyette was a woman's player. Claire Drake was a coach in Canada. Don't you know? Just want to give people their props. They did get in the Hall of Fame. Uh, did you watch any of those guys? Walk? Uh, growing up, Jack, I know you know you're a little younger, but Korea Solani, did you catch the ass into their careers? Yeah, I mean, you watch watch Tamu, and uh, I definitely watched uh, Recky when yeah, he was yeah. here. Yeah, he was here in Boston, so I saw him a lot. And uh, Paul Korea's Paul Korea. I mean, yeah, you know, you know he still has was a career phenom. career point of game player in the NHL. Like I, exactly I mean, one, yeah. it's exactly same amount of points as games played. Yeah. Exactly yeah. One, really? yeah. one point per game. And you Nicky know he had like nine seventy three and nine seventy three or somewhere yeah, around there. Exactly yeah. same yeah. number. And also, I wouldn't have guessed that he's still yeah. the uh, Nashville Predators single season point hold point record holder most points in the season. By and he had a hundred yeah. hundred points his freshman year at Maine, which is twenty five and seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. that's he was a sick, sick joke. I, well. That's a sick ending to finish up on. A guy like Paul, no, Paul Correa, he was exactly. dynamite, and those guys, all of them. So, again, thanks a million, yeah. Jack, for coming on. And hopefully we'll do it again soon. Yeah. Maybe you can bring a couple of your buddies next time. Yeah, McAvoy's coming over for sure. Yeah, you yeah, get him over here. Yeah. yeah. All right, buddy. Thank you very much. Yeah, Peace out, everyone. Me.